You're listening to the Tom Ficklin Show on WNHH LP 103.5 FM. Harry, thanks so much. We're really, we started a little late, but we're getting kind of the technical difficulties out of the way. And again, what did we do before Facebook and, and Facebook Live and, and uh, telecommunications and social media and carrier pigeons? I guess uh, Kamel and, and Issa, we just kind of came out of the cave and tried to commune and yell and play the drums and, and walk a thousand miles through another continent to kind of spread the word. And we're, we're here today trying to spread the word as well about what does it mean to have this human migration from perhaps one particular spot on the, on the planet and then how we've disseminated our, our species. And can we not necessarily save the species, but are we kind of doomed to be dinosaurs or can we really kind of resurrect and revive and kind of uh, renew our purpose in terms of what we're, we're about. Uh, it's really the uh, pleasure this this morning to have my two guests with me. And again, you can see on the Facebook Live. And if you can, uh, if you're not looking on Facebook Live, these shows will be archived. And WNHH is doing a tremendous job in really spreading the word about what does community r- radio mean. Uh, but I have the pleasure of being with uh, Issa Mujahid and uh, Kamel Scott Mujahid. There's a last name similarity there. Is that a coincidence <laughs> or is that, is that intentional? I, I, pres- I presume yeah. it's I presume it's intentional. So we'll try to keep the domestic harmony brewing here, <laughs> brother, brother sure, man. Sure. You know what I mean. Are. You and yeah. I gotta watch. We gotta watch <laughs> our step because we we know who, who rules who rules the universe. You may or may not have heard of the Connecticut Community Organizing for Racial Equity. Organized now, uh, kind of the acronym is is is, is CT Core uh, or Connecticut Core. But the Connecticut Community uh, Organizing for Racial Equity and organized now and again the co-directors are Issa Mujahid and, and Kamel Scott Mujahid this is a this is an, an important kind of endeavor and I, I don't say that just because you guys are sitting sitting in front of me but because it, it's so needed we we know we've heard this this word social justice social change it's really kind of entered the the common vernacular uh, but the purpose of the show today is really kind of to breathe life to 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 embody to kind of show and illustrate and really demonstrate in a proverbially as well as a, a, a factually, what it means to, uh, to, 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 to make social justice, to bring social justice and social change, to make it a reality. It may not happen, happen Kamel and Issa in our lifetime, but certainly we think that we're, we're accelerating the process. Is that, is that fair to say? And I think if we see ourselves to be accelerators and catalytic agents, that's the key to kind of a, whatever your purpose might be, how can you move things ahead? Not quicker in terms of our quicker demise, but quicker in terms of kind of the, the, the rebalancing of this chaos that we perceive. Just before we, we jump in, guys, the uh, Kamel, there's an event going on today, and I, I want to kind of reference it because it brings currency uh, to why, why the show is around. And again, we're not celebrating Malik Jones from I think it's almost 20 years, I mentioned, in terms of his demise here in New Haven or Mike Brown or Trayvon Martin. But Kamel, share just a little bit about an event that's taking place, I believe, as we speak in, yes. in, in Waterbury. Yeah, thank you for... Um Yeah, thank you. Um, So actually at the moment, um, uh, there are organizers and activists um, gathering at at, um, the courthouse, um, I believe in Waterbury. I'm not sure. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure that it's in Waterbury, but yeah. Um, So that the... um, that there's an event where activists are gathering at a courthouse in Waterbury in support of um, young Rashamel Rogers, um, an 18-year-old who was shot three times by Waterbury police, um, who alleged that he was in the process of stealing a car. Um, And uh, organizers from all over the state have been um, gathering in Waterbury, um, coming together with organizers and activists and concerned community members in Waterbury to um, demand answers from the police department about this this incident. Um, 
where at the very least it appears that the police department escalated unnecessarily escalated and um an incident with a young man who was in the process of committing a nonviolent crime um and uh what the police have said is that they attempted to break the back window of the car when they claim that um, Rashamel then backed up. They claim that he hit a police officer. All of those um, details are details that, you know, as as a community, we believe should be worked out in the court of law. Mm-hmm. And our objection to what occurred is one, that it appears that the police unnecessarily escalated an incident with the young man, putting themselves, the young man and the community potentially in jeopardy. Um, and secondly, that um, by shooting him three times, uh, one of the bullets went through his lung. Mm. One of the bullets um, uh, shattered shattered bones in his shoulder and, and did what may, I think, be actually permanent nerve damage to his shoulder. Um, and all of the bullets could have ended his life. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, and our objection to that is really very simple. You know, that we have a constitution in this country that that guarantees people the right to due process and that we don't believe that American policing should include police acting as judge juror and executioner right right there on the street. So um, we are calling for a number of um, reforms and changes in Waterbury. What we do know about Waterbury is, is several um, really unnerving details. Mm -hmm. Um, One being that the chief of police um, chief Riddick in, in Waterbury um, has been criticized um, recently, actually this summer, by the Washington Post for comments he made at a uh, gathering of mm. um, mostly African American and um, and Latino community members in response to the killing of um, Alton Sterling and Philando Castile this summer. People know tensions were very high. Um, many people, especially people of color, were very fearful at that point. People gathered with the police department for what they thought was going to be a conversation about police community relations. Mm. And where instead mm. there were, there were handouts given that um, some people had described as feeling even mildly threatening. Mm. Um, and, and the basic gist of what uh, the, the chief of police was criticized for were comments that instructing a mostly black and brown community group um, to, to waive their fourth amendment, right. Um, in order to keep themselves safe. So what he said was that if a police officer were to stop you in Waterbury and ask you to search your vehicle, do not cite your Fourth Amendment right. Don't say, you know, do you have a warrant? No, you don't have a right to search my car. Just let them search your car and then make a complaint later. Mm. A complaint Mm. about Mm. what? I'm not sure. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm not sure how you can complain if you've waived your right at that moment. Mm -hmm. But it also sounded like Chief Riddick was not taking responsibility for training his officers to respect the rights of community members and was rather shifting that responsibility on community members. So he was actually um, criticized in The Washington Post and by several others for what people have described as a comply or die speech. Mm, Um, mm. So with that with that happening and then in the context of the shooting um, and, you know, adding to that, the fact that um, I believe Waterbury as, as a city is the only city in our state that has not taken advantage of a grant that would allow the city to um, get body cams and dash cams. They Mm -hmm. don't currently have those. So these are very simple common sense um, things that could be put in place to add accountability to the, to the police department in Waterbury. And we, what we do know is that the the police department has a tank. So if they're taking Mm. on Mm -hmm. military technology, Mm -hmm. aggressive military technology and resisting um, technology that would hold them accountable, 
that that kind of behavior exposes the priorities of the department in a way that um, I, I think many in the community are not comfortable with. We understand that police have a job that um, is difficult and 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 scary. Um, and we also understand that the police have a responsibility to keep a community safe Indeed. and secure. So so um, if people have missed today's action in Waterbury, there's going to be other opportunities to come out in support of Rochamel. Um, and I would recommend to stay in touch um, with people against police brutality. You can follow them on Facebook and also with um, CT Core Organized Now, our organization, which you can also follow on Facebook. So that's CTCORE dash organize now um give us a follow and we're we're trying to keep people up to date on what's going that's, on out there that, that that's perfect and i wanted camilla you to, to kind of uh il- illustrate that ongoing activity as we sit sit here in, in the sanctity of our of this office here and out, outside the rain uh, but rain is falling on other folks and mm-hmm. and uh incarcerations kicking in and that kind of really illustrates the the, the the presence of your organization again this is the tom ficklin show and the connecticut community organizing for racial equity organized now ct core i have uh the, i love you you have co-leaders we have isa mujahid and, and kamel scott um, mujahid and so uh, you have co-directors and then uh isa you're the organizing director and and uh kamel you're the tr- training director and, and then we have co-run so the co the unified theme i guess guess we really like you had an event I shouldn't say an event, but you had an activity, this really a social media communion this Saturday in Bridgeport. And I want to jump to that in terms of how people can kind of be involved because you're meeting people face to face. You're meeting people statewide. You're meeting people actually nationally and internationally, but you're also using various tools where people can kind of jump on board, assess what you're up to, stay involved as long as they, they think they can. So you're kind of creating a freedom train and there's various ways that people can kind of get, get on get involved. So if you could talk about maybe Saturday for a second, just as an illustration where this is just not, you're just not blowing smoke, <laughs> so to speak, but you're really involved with what does truly grassroots, what does real organizing mean? Yeah. Well, thank you for the way you described it. Um, you know, CT core is uh, absolutely trying to um, fill what we've seen are some vacuums in Connecticut and, uh, organizing in general, and in particular, um, racial justice organizing. And, um, okay, mm-hmm. hopefully that's better. Yeah, it's a little better. Um, yeah. yeah, so uh, as we're organizing, we're trying, to, we're trying to fill some of the gaps that exist um, within organizing, within racial justice organizing, so that our work can um, move forward more effectively. Mm-hmm. Um, and so as we're kind of building this organization, which just turned a year, um, and year old in, in January. Mm-hmm. Congratulations. There, thank thank you. you. Um, there are many fronts and, and, and many um, and facets and layers in which we're trying to organize. And so in addition to doing like really grassroots base building organizing um, around the state, <clears throat> we're building uh, an organizing network yes. of organizers and organizations from around the state that want to do racial justice organizing. Um, you can get a little bit of information on that on our website um, and you can join the network. There's a tab that says join the Organized Now Network. Currently within that network, there are two, um, for lack of a better way to put it, sub-networks that mm-hmm. are doing more targeted work. So we have our Connecticut Food Justice Coalition, which is a number of individuals and organi- organizations from around the state who want to promote uh, food equity, food access, food self-determination for people of color mm-hmm. in the state and figuring out how we can work together to uh, promote that and support that. Um, and then there's the Racial Justice Platform Network. 
um, the current currently the racial justice platform network is a people of color only space. Um, we just started meeting in mm-hmm. January, mm-hmm. Um, and our charge is to develop a platform for statewide racial justice yes. organizing in Connecticut. Um, and the plan is that it will be as comprehensive as we can get it to be, and also a guide for anyone in the state who wants to do racial justice organizing to learn from and to you know um, use as a tool. Um, Kamel, our training director, is also developing now in our second year our CT core training. Um, program and so we're gonna um in the months to come be offering a number of different trainings for folks who want to do this work to increase their uh, awareness analysis and skills to do the work Mm -hmm. and so on saturday um our racial justice platform network met Mm -hmm. for the third time yes um if folks want to get involved in that um when you go to our website and join what's the website address by the way so okay thank you the website is www.ctcore.com ctcore organizednoworg Perfect. Um, you can join CORE as um, a grassroots member and or join the the, the network. So mm-hmm. you'll see CT CORE membership. You'll see Organize Now Network. So if you're interested in the racial justice platform in particular, um, when you're feel, filling out your information um, in the kind of comment box where you kind of just offer up some of your interests, say you're interested in the racial justice Yes platform network and then i'll add you to that mailing list to the the facebook group that we have and so um you know we are working in a number of phases to develop this platform indeed 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 um, indeed and, mm-hmm. and the, the, the multi-dimensionality is what i really love and and being a data hound but even when you go to the site you can kind of plug in and and choose and then you remind people i, I love when you send and you can see who also is joining the the, the yeah. cavalcade kind of Kind of thing, and that that's real. That's really important because yeah. so your full transparency, I think, is re- is mm-hmm. really is really like su- super important these days. And and so you're not uh, you hear this term unapolog- unapologetically this that and the other. You mm-hmm. you are affirmatively st- stating your ground and clarifying mm-hmm. your ground for people to kind of decide. You know, there's mm-hmm. nothing. There's no there's no hidden agenda. Is what I'm trying to say right. in terms mm-hmm. of what you guys got guys are up to. You had a, a, a lovely event in Bridgeport, uh, maybe also in Bridgeport, maybe. Mm-hmm. Four, four or five weeks ago mm-hmm. you had Lisa came Lisa, mm-hmm. Lisa Grossney mm-hmm. yeah. was it at Husatonic or was it yeah at, it was a Husatonic mm-hmm. Community College and mm-hmm. I want if share again you're listening to the Tom Ficklin show and have mm-hmm. the pleasure of having uh, 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 Issa Mujahid with me and, and Kamel um, uh, Mujahid because I want people to kind of understand that there's this is there's there's activity there, there's organ mm-hmm. you, you use the term that organize, organizing is kind of a I mean, people hear it and say, what does that mean? And you're working. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you're, yeah. So share with us about the, even the Husatani, because I think Lisa's PowerPoint is available. Her, Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Um, so in February, we held a legislative brunch for uh, racial equity and education at Husatani Community College. Um, it was a three-hour event on a Saturday. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was well attended. Um, we called it a legislative brunch because we were – um, trying to create a space where legislators from around the state, not yes. just the Bridgeport delegation, could come to an event to discuss racial equity mm-hmm. um, and education um, and to learn some stuff yes. um, and to learn it with community members, with their constituents, and have some important conversations. Indeed. We invited uh, Lisa Graustein to come speak. We had um, a number of other speakers, Robert Cotto from the um, from the Hartford area, mm-hmm. who's both a professor at Trinity and a Hartford Board of Education member, Perfect. Daniel Long from uh, CT Voices. Mm-hmm. Um, we had a panel that included Leon Smith from 
um, Center for Children's Advocacy, mm-hmm. um, Barbara mm-hmm. Lopez from Make the Road, Connecticut, and mm-hmm. Renee Reese from uh, CCNE. Um, hope I'm not missing anyone. But you know, it, we what was really important about uh, Lisa's presentation is that Lisa um, offered uh, a historical context to uh, racism in our education mm-hmm. system, mm-hmm. Um, beginning with the first. Um, um, European colonists to come to this country yes. and how education was used as a tool to um, um, promote genocide amongst the, the native peoples here. Um, and I mean, we know at the outset, any type, any form of uh, education, reading, writing was outlawed and criminalized for the Africans who were brought here, mm-hmm. often with fatal consequences. For CT Core, it was important to have that historical Indeed, context. I, I love that. It's yes, often, yes. Mm-hmm. I often get really frustrated when I'm in spaces talking about racial equity and education. And uh, the inequity that we have is often framed as just some sort of like modern phenomenon mm-hmm. that we don't know how we got to the place where we are right now. Yes. And if we can't admit where the problem started and, and how it began, then we'll never, we'll never figure it out. We'll never... Um, develop honest or effective solutions um and the dial moves so slowly i th- i was just having a conversation with folks you know that it has taken decades to get from a point where you know experts and advocates have gone from a place where they're directly blaming students or their parents for um you know their performance in our current education system where now you know, there's a willingness to say, well, there are some other factors mm-hmm, involved. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They live in communities where there's lots of stress, where there's lots of poverty, where there's trauma, where there's, you know, um, substance abuse issues, where there's, mm-hmm. you know, lack of access to healthy food. But then even that conversation is, well, these com- there's a reason these communities mm-hmm, look like mm-hmm. this. Yeah, the infrastructure and the system, sure. Mm-hmm. And a long historical reason mm-hmm. and policies that we can look to yes. that have created um, ghettos and 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 have um, kept you sure, know, sure. food out of communities. Yep, this the is, redlining in the food exactly. desert, food deserts, so etc. This historical context is absolutely fundamental for us to um, have any real solutions, and it's the way um, CT Core will always have these conversations. Indeed, these indeed. are not modern phenomena, and so that um, legislative brunch, I think people, you know, the feedback I got were really appreciative For sure. of the opportunity to have a conversation in that way. Now, now let, let's tease people because we, we've already teased them with no, maybe even making them feel bad that they've missed your <laughs> re- most recent events in Bridgeport. But this fall, they can still jump on board. So, yeah, there's going to be what, lots what's, more what's, to what's come. Cool? So mm-hmm. share, share with us kind of lots more to come. This is the Tom Ficklin Show and we get, get Issa and Kamel with, with us and uh, how people can reach you or is how? Um, oh, lots of ways. Well, people can um, email me um, at Kamel, C-A-M-E-L-L-E at C-T-C-O-R-E dash organizednow.org. Our website is uh, www.ctcore dash organizednow.org. You can find us on Facebook as CT Court Organize Now. Um, and uh, I think those are the best ways great, to reach great, us at the moment. Great, great. So we would love to hear from, um, you know, anybody that's interested yeah. in getting involved donating um you know just being a part of what we're doing we're, we're really looking for that community support right now so those that how can we relieve the the angst of people that say oh i've missed out but no you're saying no they haven't yes. missed out so so um we're going to be having a conference in the fall where we're working on getting a date nailed down and on and a location um we have some some good partnerships that we're working on there as well um and the this 
conference, we actually had a conference back um, last fall in Bridgeport, which was um, really shortly after the election. So Mm -hmm. people were feeling a lot Mm -hmm. of despair and frustration and fear. Um, And we brought together um, a lot of organizers. Also want to shout out all the organizers that made it in in the midst of all of that that was going Mm -hmm. on. Mm -hmm. Um, So a Mm -hmm. lot of organizers came out. People spoke on our panels. They they held... um, workshops on on different issues um that that are, that are coming up and you could probably speak a little bit more to some of the issues that we discussed um and uh just started working together and planning together and and um being being together as a, as a community of organizers to talk about the issues that we're all working on and how we can support each other better um this conference is going to be an, along a similar vein we're going to have some space to talk about issues we're going to have some space to talk about um, community building, which mm-hmm. is a fundamental mm-hmm. part of mm-hmm. what we do. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, I think uh, what one of the key things that we're adding on to this conference that was not in the last conference is the skills-based organizing Good. trainings. Good. Um, so people can come and get training. Yeah. Um, we're hoping to offer trainings on some key um, organizing skills. They'll kind of be introductory trainings so that we're mm-hmm. hoping that people will c- follow up and come to deeper trainings that'll happen Good. following the conference. Um, and also trainings on, um, you know, how do you raise money? How do you talk to donors? We're yes. hoping to have um, maybe even some some funders present to to talk to. If you're um, listening, please contact and, and sponsor. And <laughs> yeah, we would. We're also we're also hoping as part of what we do as well. Um, this is this is um, it's a little bit of a a complicated piece to kind of keep a hold of personally. Mm-hmm. Um, but as a new organization and a new people of color led organization, we're um, obviously we're trying to raise money to support the work that we're yes. doing and navigating a landscape a foundation landscape and a donor landscape where you know as we know resources are very much concentrated in the hands of uh uh white the white mm-hmm, community mm-hmm, and not people mm-hmm, of color mm-hmm, um mm-hmm. and people of color led organizations and um and people of color in general have a more difficult time generally accessing those resources i would say that isa and i are actually somewhat privileged in that way and that mm-hmm. you know i've i've been a fundraiser i've worked in foundation mm-hmm. spaces so i've had some access to those relationships but even still, it has been um, challenging explaining our work because it does show up in a really different way. Indeed. And that's intentional. That's by design. Um, but especially in the foundation spaces, we found it's challenging to have conversations about new ways of doing work yes. and, and centering um, centering those new ways in the in the community rather than the traditional kind of nonprofit way of doing work. So as we are personally sort of grappling with that and and trying to raise money for our organization, we're also trying to be mindful because we're a movement building organization. Mm-hmm. So we're not about mm-hmm. just building mm-hmm. CT core yep. organized yep. now, not static at all. There's a lot of great work out there mm-hmm. that's been, that predates our organization that also deserves funding and that hasn't had access to resources Indeed. and has managed to do amazing things despite the lack of access mm-hmm. to resources. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so we're trying, we want to convene space with organizers and, and activists to talk about those challenges We want to convene space with funders and donors to talk about those challenges and to bring those two groups together so that they can start to build relationships. And more importantly, there's an urgent need to start getting resources to Mm -hmm, that work. mm -hmm, So mm -hmm. I also want to invite anybody who's interested in thinking about that, um, that issue or interested in bringing resources to the community to reach out to me. Um, but that's one of the things that we want to bring into the conference. So the conference is it's it's about movement building. That's that's, that's, perfect. that's what that's our perfect. work is about. That's perfect. And the movement does need resources. I think I think there's an interesting conundrum there even because mm-hmm. we talk mm-hmm. about um mm-hmm. you know, I think it was um 
Audrey Lord, I could be wrong, who said the master's tools will never dismantle the master's house. Mm-hmm. And I think mm-hmm. that's another tricky piece that mm-hmm. we that we mm-hmm. um, grapple with. Yes. But um, to build a movement, we also need resources. So um, together as a community, we're sort of negotiating what does that mean and what is bringing resources in mean? And then what do you owe in return and what kind of scrutiny is placed on organizations and and to work with funders and donors who don't fundamentally understand or seek to understand our work places us in a particularly difficult situation. So we are trying to prioritize sure, relationships sure, with sure, foundations sure, that sure. either do understand it or are really open to learning. And, 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 and we're, we're lucky yeah. that there are definitely and, some. And let's give a shout state. out to Dave, Dave Adams. I had yeah, Dave on the show. Absolutely. We love David Adams. Yeah. Give him a little yeah. shout out. Shout to out to David Adams. Yeah. <laughs> who, who is Dave? Um, uh, yeah. Go for it. Well, yeah, David mm-hmm. David Adams is the um, executive director, I believe, yes. of um, the William Casper Graustein Memorial Fund, which is a, a great um, foundation um, based in Hamden that that um, supports a lot of organizations in, um, I believe, New Haven County it's, and across and the actually, state actually, now, actually, actually. Statewide. Absolutely. Actually, statewide. And, and the reason yeah. I mentioned to, to give a give a shout out to Dave is he was here oh in January or so, and he did not. He he refused to talk about their their external activities. Mm. Refused. Mm. He wanted to focus on just you said in the philanthropic community. There there are cultural issues prohibiting, preventing the, the philanthropic community to, to move forward. So yeah. he he focused on which really surprised me because I pressed him and said, Dave, come on, we want to talk about your grant making, how you're really assisting. He said, No. What's more important is for their audience to know that even within your organization, even within your your cult, the culture of your philanthropic world, there are some racial inequity issues, some oppression issues. And again, he doesn't have a a massive staff, but even within his small staff, he realized, and I'm not all the people we we know, you know, we, we love a lot of the staff people, but for him to emphasize within your organization, these, these issues, these issues of oppression and discrimination kick in. So that's what, what really not has, I had a high respect for him prior, but that's what really gets pumped him up on my list. Not to kind of promote, not to, you know, do a sales Uh, pitch. No, I'm, I'm totally with you. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I I think it's important because um, I think everything Kamel is saying is is right on the money. Um, you know there is um, um, a surge of you know people of color leadership of black leadership in this moment to um, you know be um, very unapologetic. Yeah. It's just even is even understating it, but mm-hmm. just really demanding demanding justice for our communities mm-hmm. and taking the leadership mm-hmm. um, in these fights. Um, they do require resources at the same time, and so there there requires a convert. There's a kind of a new dynamic that's emerging. Yes. At the same time, there are folks in the funder community yes, who absolutely. have recognized this mm-hmm. and are having conversations and are trying to do the work um, internally and in right. conversations yes. with those who are on the ground um, to um, get those resources where they where they're needed. Um, and in a way that is helpful, not harmful Indeed. to the work. And I also, you know, you're talking about events. I want to say mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. we're actually going to announce later today that. Um, come on, give us a little <laughs> peek. Come on. Come, well, on. Okay. come on, we're in the we're, medium. Harry, you know, do we deserve a little something, something? <laughs> no, tease us a little bit. Yeah, okay. Uh, but if we're, go ahead. We're doing, we're going to be, uh, be bringing an undoing racism training to Bridgeport. Yes. Um, I think a lot of folks might be familiar with undoing racism. Um, they're really well regarded. The People's mm-hmm. Institute for Survival and Beyond mm-hmm. that runs these trainings. They do them all over the country. Yes. Um, to my knowledge, there hasn't really been one in the Bridgeport area, and so I don't believe so. We're going to yeah. be able to bring two to uh, Bridgeport in May, and yeah, CT Corps is working with a number okay. of organizations. But also, there there are a lot of funders in Connecticut and the New Haven 
and Fairfield County area that stepped up to make this possible. Indeed, indeed. Um, so and, definitely want to appreciate racism that. Is, Undoing racism, correct me if I'm wrong, is really open to everybody, regardless, yes. regardless of your DNA and yeah, exactly. Yeah, and it, it's it's a mm-hmm. great training. I I, I did it um, last year, and um, it's just a great way of breaking down what um, racism and white supremacy really is, the impact it has on us as individuals and as institutions, mm-hmm. and starts to get at how to break that down within institutions. I really want to shout out the organizations Please. that. If that's okay, that, oh, that are absolutely. Doing that this us. is important for people to understand yeah. that the collaboration, the yeah, I won't say, co- I won't say co-conspiracies, but just the mm-hmm. synergy that's being built and people kind of yeah, jumping absolutely. on board. Mm-hmm. So I want to I want to shout out Make the Road Connecticut and Bridgeport Generation Now, mm-hmm. as who are who are partnering with us on on um, getting this together, and also um, the Parent Family Foundation, which um, mm-hmm. you know is based in New Haven now. You formerly worked there, which, which yes, I used to work for. I'm um, just right before leaving to go to CT Core Organized now. And um, and then also the Zoom Foundation, and I think there's a number of other foundations. Grouse Memorial Fund, Fund, Talk Foundation, Foundation. Mm-hmm. County Community Yeah, so we may, if we miss somebody, sorry, um, we're still kind of getting our minds around who, who all the funders are coming to the table. But we're just overwhelmed that that so many funders are excited. Sure. And I think to speak to the like inside outside piece that that David Adams talks about mm-hmm. as well, the funders who are co- collaborating or coming together on that are also asking like you know, can we participate in that workshop as yes. well? So there's yes, some for negotiation. Their, for their of, staff, sure, sure. Yeah, it's like how sure. and, and, and mm-hmm. you know, but also being very thoughtful about how will having funders in that space, you know, change it potentially for grantees. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. there's great, there's really great conversations happening um, and we're really privileged to be a part of those conversations in any way. I also want to shout out the Parent yes. Family Foundation for, you know, the work that you're talking about that David Adams is doing. Um, the Parent Foundation is also trying to do mm-hmm. that work and trying mm-hmm. to convene um, funders as well to, um to talk about how to better support people of color led work. And I think that that leadership piece is, is really important. One of the, one of the pieces that I think about when I think about how funding operates in the nonprofit mm-hmm, field mm-hmm, is mm-hmm. that um, I think what there, there are ways in which we, we don't really think or talk about how power operates mm-hmm. with, fun, with, with the funding, mm-hmm. um, the, the, the way that funding is set up, who has the resources, who doesn't, who's doing the work, how, having the resources is valued over being able to do the work um, and how, you know, funders would have nothing to fund if the, if the work didn't <laughs> exist. And right, so right, right. Um, sometimes funders find themselves in a position to decide who the leaders are for communities that they don't live in um, and, and issues that they're not mm-hmm, impacted by. Mm-hmm. And that's one of those powers that I think funders mm-hmm, have that mm-hmm, don't always get, mm-hmm. it doesn't always get recognized mm-hmm. or thought about or spoken on mm-hmm. directly. And I think it's really important to think about that because, you know, as Issa said, there are a lot of organizations, you know, even outside of CT Core Organized Now, groups, leaders that are springing up in, who are people of color. There there are people out there yes, in every yes, community. Yes. Um, and who gets funded does not necessarily reflect who's standing up and who the the broader community being served looks to as mm-hmm. their leaders. And mm-hmm. so, you know, that's one of the things that I'm interested in. I don't know exactly how you get at that, but um, having having more work to bring funders into community to see, you know, who how how do how do leaders actually get chosen in communities? How do people decide who who are the organizations mm-hmm. and individuals mm-hmm. that should mm-hmm. be leading on different mm-hmm. issues? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and how can funders be more attuned to that and more respectful of that? that, that that's really key. And also I want to give a shout out to Howard Hill and the Prosperity Foundation. In fact, we're going to have Howard on yes. in, in, a, in, a, in, a, 
maybe in a, in a few weeks. Yeah. Uh, Harry, we're not going to let Kamel and Issa get off the hook. Why did you choose not to announce it on this, the, the best platform that you could have? Well, no, I, I, was it, is it an embargo situation where you weren't going to announce it until later today? No, it was, it, so what, uh, uh, you know, the announcement give you, just means we're going to put it on Facebook because we're going to have an application yeah. process. Okay, um, yeah. so application yeah, yeah. process. You know, just... You know, I, was, I really just been because, kind of focused, not necessarily on the announcement, just on the details and making sure everything uh-huh. is ready yes, to go. But we're focused on the ego right here. Yeah, <laughs> but I did, this is the first announcement, though. It there has you a, go. Hasn't there gone it public. Yeah, you got it. has now. It has now gone public, and that's what yeah. again community mm-hmm. radio, community mm-hmm. service. Uh, uh, Paul Bassner's vision, Harriet Station Manager, just the vision of what low power stations are about. Yeah, mm-hmm. we don't have. I mean, you had the cliche about when revolution start, mm-hmm. people take over their radio station, et cetera. So uh, this <laughs> is a different different deal in 2017. But I really like, by the way, just as we kind of wind down, your your your. I'm not sure you will agree with this, but your Sankofa approach to, I mean, you look at, you consider the past, you're centered in the present, but you're also looking to the future. And I Absolutely. see, I see your policies that be kind of yes. emanating from that continuum. And that's, what's really, what what's really impressed me. Thank you. I mean, you, you mentioned something earlier about, you know, um, you know, doing the social justice work and like how much we can achieve in our lifetime. I think for me, what personally drives me is I've given myself this lofty goal to end systemic racial oppression before I'm dead. Mm, mm, because good, good, I, this good, is, good, I, there's a lot good, of things good. that I want to pass on to my daughters. Mm-hmm. Fighting oppression is not one of them. <laughs> this is yes, not one of them. And yeah. I'm, I've been happy oh, to take, man, up, like that. take the baton from, from my parents and my mm-hmm. grandparents and, and, and just like extremely honored to see myself standing on the shoulders of people like Sojourner Truth and Harriet Tubman, mm-hmm. Frederick Douglass. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I don't want to pass this legacy on to my girls. Mm. I want them mm. to be free. Mm. And yes. so yeah. I have a tremendous sense of urgency mm-hmm. in this work. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of that is drawing on the strength of our ancestors and their guidance um, rooted into what is currently needed and the folks who are working with us right now to make that happen and a dream of mm-hmm. like what freedom mm-hmm. looks like mm-hmm. finally. Good, people good, in the future. Yes. good, good, yeah. good. We're, we're, we're kind of winding down. I'm mm-hmm. really glad you mentioned that, and particularly the listing of the just the sharing of the various organizations. So, I mean, we're a small state, but there, there are a lot of, uh, dare I say, abolitionists or abolitionists, perhaps consider, people mm-hmm. considering the what, what that Sinke kind of motif means to be, be to be here in, mm-hmm. in in Connecticut and and the role of Connecticut in terms of uh, American history. So, uh, you know, it's innovation and creativity in terms of the Cotton Gin and Eli Whitney, but it's also uh, if, you, if you think of our Freedom Trail and um, Sinke in particular, and Harriet Beecher Stowe, and mm-hmm. um, and who else comes to mind? The, uh, the 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 school, the lady that wanted to start the the the, the school for for black women, and then she got she got burned out. Mm. Uh, sure. Oh boy, it'll it'll come to me. Mm-hmm. This is like in eighteen twenty eight or so. Mm. Um, so you know, there, there's history yeah, here that, that sure. we that we can dwell upon in terms of even multi coalition kind of strategies. Mm-hmm. As we kind of wind down. Two or three thoughts that you might want to share again, because we want thanks to WNHH, the show will be archived We're on Facebook Live. You can send it to people uh, for the summer, this spring. I mean, we have the fall event kicking in. Mm-hmm. How else can people kind of get on get on board the Freedom well, Train? I, I definitely want to encourage people to donate to CT Core Organize mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. Um, this is actually um, a first time announcement. Also, uh, we'll there, give this one to you I, too. I would expect no less. Um, there's also, um, this is a great opportunity or a great time to donate because we have a, a generous um, individual donor who will be matching all gifts to um, CT core organized now up to $10,000. So um, we're looking for people who want to give mm-hmm. $5, $20, 
$20,000, you know, anywhere, whatever you can, whatever you can afford. If people can give a thousand, that's great. If people can give 10, we definitely want, we want the support and we want the buy-in of the community because that also tells us that, Hey, you want to own a part of this organization. And, um, we definitely, um, looking for any and all gifts. Um, so if you, if people want to make a donation, if they want to write a check, they can send that check to PO box eight, eight, nine, seven, New mm-hmm. Haven, Connecticut, 06532. Mm-hmm. Um, and if they want to donate online, they can go on our website. Um, also on our Facebook page. I'll, I'll put up this um, link again on our Facebook page to donate through PayPal. Um, if you'd like to talk more about your gift and what kind of impact it could have, I would again say email me at Camel uh, C-A-M-E-L-L-E, at ctcore-organizenow.org. And I'd love to sit down and have coffee and talk about what, what your gift could make possible for the community. It's one quick thing Perfect. on the, uh, yeah, please, the sure. checks. Yeah. If you choose to write a check, should be made right. out to our fiscal sponsor, yes. <laughs> uh, A Better Way Foundation, A Good. Better Way Foundation. And shout out to A Better Way Foundation. Yes, yeah. Fidu- um, fiduciary. Yes. Yeah, for, mm-hmm. for supporting us early on and helping us get the and, ball rolling. And, and yeah. that's key in terms of this show for us, for people to see the interconnection between the sacred, if I, if I dare say the sacred and the secular, the profit and the nonprofit, the philanthropic and the mm-hmm. volunteer, all those kind of words in terms of how we structure society. We, we kicked off about the, the, the criminal justice system and the legal system. All these ways of how society is layered, we, we, we have to connect them. And we have to not necessarily infiltrate, but be an influential factor in, in mm-hmm. all of them. Mm-hmm. Um, Issa, we're not going to have a chance to get into your background, but uh, you, were in this, you were in the Army. I was. And so here you have a patriot, a patriot, someone devoting, willing to offer up his life for America. And I hear you saying you're still, you're still a patriot. This is uh, right after coming home from, from the army. Um, I immediately want to get involved in, in political work. Mm-hmm. I, I saw that as me expressing my patriotism mm-hmm. um, and community organizing was the, the, the path that I found Indeed. and the one that I found was going to be like most effective. So Indeed. this is a continuation of something that was really, um, I mean, began with with my upbringing, but was really sparked through, um, during my service in the in the military. And, and I appreciate you saying that because we hear these buzzwords of the day: social mm-hmm. service and social mm-hmm. justice. But public uh, being, being a public servant that's something that's been around for a long time. And mm-hmm. we, we, you guys are public servants, but but you know, yes. re- rebranding the definition, giving more more weight and clout uh, mm-hmm. to to the definition. We have about three minutes, so just any closing closing comments. And again, it's such a pr- pleasure to have both of you. Thank both you. of you with me thank you um yeah again i follow our facebook page ct core organized now um go to our facebook go to our website ct core org um to donate to join to join one of our various networks um you there's you can contact us through there if you have any ideas um we are a statewide organization Indeed. we're both a grassroots base building and a, a movement building organization mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so even if you don't want to become a ct core member but you want to work with That's us right. we welcome that as long as you care about racial justice uh organizing you value poc uh leadership um and you know you're you're serious about dismantling um structural racism in perfect. the state yeah. perfect and, and also um we're going to be putting up our training offerings on our website soon mm-hmm. and I, we've been invited in different capacities to come and do training sometimes yes. tailored to the needs of different organizations. So if people are looking for trainings and things like um, racial justice, um, just having a racial justice lens for your work, community organizing, fundraising, um, there's a, there's a number of trainings that we can do. Definitely reach out to me, Kamel at ctcore-organizenow.org. 
um, and would be happy to to come and, and do a training with you and your organization. Issa, 30 fi- seconds. Fi- final event. Uh, We're really grateful to Anti-Division League based in Hartford. Mm-hmm. They're doing a benefit show for us Wednesday night okay. um, oh, good, with the good, CT good, Improv. Good. Uh, if you go to Anti-Division League on Facebook or to our Facebook page, you can find the event there. Perfect. Wednesday yeah. perfect, night. perfect. Harry, thanks so much. Paul Bass, thanks so much. Paul's a Moses, by the way, of the New Haven mm-hmm. Independent and the uh, thank you, w- Tom. NHH. Yeah, thank so, you. My, my pleasure. Mm-hmm. This is the Tom Ficklin Show, and we'll talk to you soon.